Hello, guys. This is Robert from uh, Eat La Podcast. Uh, thanks so much for joining us uh, today. Uh, we have two very special guests today joining us. We have uh, Chantel uh, Young and we have Joe Young from uh, Chubby Dumplings, the infamous Chubby Dumplings. <laughs> uh, hello, uh, Chantel. Hello, Joe. Thank Hi. you for Hi. joining us. Hello. Hello. So um, I think we're going to go straight into it. So... Uh, I think what we're going to do is um, maybe Chantel and Joe, maybe introduce yourself uh, uh, about who you guys are and um, tell us a little bit about what Chubby Dumpling is. Um, so we, yeah, so sorry, we are Chubby Dumpling. Um, mm-hmm. We have a street food van selling um, my dad's Chinese dumplings that he makes. Um, and we've been doing it about a year now. But, um, yeah, we've got like an old... Uh, German fire engine which we drive around London selling them from but yeah that's us <laughs> a very a very beautiful van a very nicely designed um, branding if I must say myself <laughs> thanks <laughs> cool and Joe yeah well I uh, well I don't live in London I uh, live down in South England in a town called Salisbury I used to live in my own restaurant for 31 years and uh, well retired three years ago well after 31 years, is to get tired, the body get into it. And we used to sell the uh, many specializing seafood and Cantonese, the lobsters and fish and scallops, always do something like that. But then um, uh, the body told me that I have to call it a day <laughs> with all this uh, ache and pain. And I stopped three years ago. And after a while, well, got a bit, a bit bored. And then the students are recommending me to uh, get back into catering. That's what I really wanted to do and uh, always been doing. But I didn't want to get back to restaurant because I uh, don't want to get ill and pain and ice again. So we, me and Shintel were thinking about uh, uh, street food. It's a mm-hmm. well, good way of uh, uh, forward because it's become very popular. Uh, we saw it for the past few years. Mm-hmm. And so... You don't have the uh, the cost of the overhead, isn't it? So yep. it take it a bit easier. So I do uh, like a part time and uh, doing the dump, making the dumplings for for her. Maybe. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's that's how. Well, she's been doing it for a year and uh, been doing very well. Yes. Yeah, Excellent. Good until the Excellent. Uh, pandemic. <laughs> until the pandemic. Yeah. So so uh, Joe, you're a uh, first generation. Uh, uh, so no, Chantel's first generation, um, BBC, mm-hmm. uh, um, and uh, Joe came over from Hong Kong, right? In, yeah. the, in the early early eighties. Yeah, seventy five. I came over. Seventy five. Yeah. Okay, and you kind of went into the restaurant business, and um, a lot, a, 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 like many of the um, the Chinese immigrants at the time. They come over to England, and you know they they have like a, a like a restaurant or takeaway business. Mm. He, he specialized. Um, well, you came over when you were what was it, seventeen? Student, yeah, yeah. nineteen seventy-five, and I came over here. I was uh, a student uh, studying the A levels and uh, oh. and went to your higher education in Southampton. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, well beyond your time. You're much younger. Britain <laughs> 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 had yeah, session. And uh, 1981, when I finished, I had recessions, so I couldn't find a job, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, 
people, quite a lot of people who have gone through those uh, recessions time. And so went back to Hong Kong, did. Uh, got Hong Kong were, were, were on the way up. Got three mm-hmm. jobs off. I didn't uh, take on. Why? I, well, I was uh, with my wife then. And um, uh, the Hong Kong people is a very open-minded, really. But then the, they sort of having funny eyes on us. Uh, when we walk past the top behind our back, not nasty, but uh, I felt very uncomfortable. So after I think about uh, four five months, and uh, decided to come back to England, and well, that's how I started. I worked in the Chinese. Even when I was a student, I always work uh, in all the hotels down in Portsmouth and the, uh, so on, and uh, yeah, uh, the hotels and the Chinese restaurants and Chinese yeah. takeaway. <laughs> yeah, that's how I learned the trade of the uh, Chinese food, and so yeah. I put together yeah. thought. Well, I will mm-hmm. get a job, so uh, we're going to save up a bit and uh, trying to open a Chinese restaurant. That's how we started uh, the, uh, the my restaurant in Salisbury, nineteen eighty five. Sure, that's, sure. Uh, that's it. You know, so from hum- humble beginnings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, Joe, um, I. I I apologize because I made an assumption that you was an immigrant, an immigrant like like my parents. But um, I didn't know that you came over to England and came over to England to 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 study, and um, you know went into high, high education. That's, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it sounds like you'd be working your whole life, um, and it doesn't sound like you're going to be stopping anytime soon, <laughs> which is which is good. <laughs> Keep saying he's going to retire, but he hasn't. Uh, they, uh, you know, Chinese parents—they—they they never retire. Yeah. There's always something. There's always something going on. Uh, I gotta be restless, you know, all the time. You see. Yeah, keep keep your keeps your body and your brain moving, huh? Yeah. Like my grandson is a uh, hyperactive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, getting that trait uh, trait from his from his grandfather. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So, uh, so how did you start to? Um, chubby dumpling i mean what inspired you to kind of start uh chubby dumplings um well when my dad retired he just kind of got really into making loads of dim sum and dumplings went with his time mm-hmm. um yeah because in his restaurant he didn't actually sell dim sum or dumplings it was more like um like what like fresh lobsters and, fish food, and stuff yeah. like that, seafood uh, yeah. um and then when he retired he got really into making the dumplings he always used to make us dumplings when we were kids and like in the restaurant he'd make it just for us but not on the menu and then mm-hmm. after retirement just got like really into making them different types different shapes trying out different doughs um and we're just like making us loads and loads and we just kept saying that he should take sell them basically um mm-hmm. and uh yeah and then kind of I was really bored in my job as well, so we managed to convince him to start with me. Um, and we got a van, and then yeah, started last May June. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's good. Dumplings are my favourite food, so I'm happy about that. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Um, so it's, it's almost like uh, you have a really good product. You've been creating really good food at home, and you just thought that these food is too good not to be shared. So yeah. you know that's how. You know, chubby dumpling kind of manifested because she just wanted to share the love of, you know, yeah. your the food that you love and you know these amazing dumplings as well. Yeah, I wanted I wanted everyone else to try his dumplings because they are just so good. Um, and street food's a good way for people to try them. So, yeah, absolutely, and they are really delicious. I've tried them. <laughs> uh, you know, I had I had an opportunity to try them once uh, when we was at King's Cross, and 
they were absolutely delicious oh, and uh, lots of different flavors, depths of flavors and textures as well, which is yeah, amazing. <laughs> yeah, cool. Um, so, so you started in uh, last year, right? Twenty nineteen, uh, May, June kind of time. Yeah, started. And, yeah, May, end of May, I think. Yeah. Cool. And, and was was street food always the uh, the option, or always did the route to go down? Or did you actually thought about getting uh, maybe a restaurant or like a permanent location or pop-ups or was street um, food definitely? I mean, we were thinking about a pop-up for a bit, but, um, oh, sorry. It's all right. Um, but, yeah, I think I was, the problem with a restaurant as well is that obviously my dad had experienced what having a restaurant is like, like a small independent, it's really hard, it's a lot of work and he, yeah, basically didn't have a day off in 30 years, barely. Um, yeah. and it's just like a lot of work and responsibilities and everything um, so yeah I think street food kind of seems like a good option to sort of do it more casually and with just like less stress maybe although not always true but um, yeah it, it has its own stress yeah <laughs> less <laughs> of a financial stress at the beginning because you didn't have to put as much money in as you would with a restaurant Sorry. yep yep um, um, it, it is in, in terms of the food and beverage business it is uh, a lower barrier of entry financially anyway yeah um, you know that, I guess that's why you know there's uh, more and more kind of street food pop-ups uh, street food um, kind of popping up into the sea at the moment yeah it's good it's a good way to like get in and like maybe then one day open a restaurant or something but um, yeah 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 um, yeah I mean like and, and also I guess running a business the, the food and beverage business anyway, uh, back in the days is slightly more different now. You know, like my parents, you know, they did everything themselves. Um, delegation was something that is that they kind of found difficult. Mm. Uh, but now that, you know, with all these technologies and, you know, uh, ways to kind of systemize, I guess it's slightly, I want to say easier. Oh, but, your, um, your parents had a restaurant as well? Yeah, they had a few restaurants, oh, a few okay. takeaways. Nice. Um, so, you know, they did everything themselves. Um, yeah. uh, and unlike uh, like Joe, uh, my my father just literally didn't have any time to take off. Uh, we barely went on holidays, and during our school holiday, we were probably working in in the takeaway or the restaurants. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's family occasion, but yeah. Exactly. No, well, we can, uh, yeah. Lisa, in those days that we close on Sunday and the Bangladesh, that's the only time that whenever Bangladesh, we always went away. And mm-hmm. Not enough time with the uh, children, really, uh, while they're growing up. You know, something's uh, really a bit of a um, uh, done. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, um, even though I did work in you know, my, my parents' Chinese takeaway and, and restaurants, um, they, they really didn't want us to kind of get into the business, the food and beverage business. You know, they wanted us to kind of do something in an office with less, uh, kind of, that's less labor-intensive. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, after 10 years of working as an architect, you know, I decided to throw that away and, you know, start street food. Um, <laughs> what do your parents <laughs> My parents, my mum thought I was an idiot. Uh, <laughs> she probably still thinks that, you know, you're a bit weird. But, um, you know, it's like I grew up in a family, well, I guess most Asian family, you know, food is a huge thing. Yeah, um, you know, and it's just something that is 
so much more than you know uh, filling uh, uh, you know uh, filling our, our, ourselves with food and um, you know it means so much more it means family it means yeah. uh, a gathering yeah. Um, yeah it has a much deeper meaning yeah. and I'm not surprised that I'm seeing more and more kind of you know second generation kind of British born Chinese kind of going back into the street or the you know the the food and beverage business yeah I think yeah. it's, it like yeah, I guess if you grow up with it as well, and it's like such a big part of your life, it's like sort of just yeah, in your family, you kind of want to carry it on, and yeah, I guess sort of introducing people to the food still and stuff. Um, yeah, and I, I, I personally think that food is a great way to kind of communicate in terms of you know the uh, a culture, not just Asian culture, but I think food is a good uh, a good bridge of. Um, of uh, a, a conversation that you can actually create uh, from, you know, a, a bowl of rice or dumplings. Yeah. And it's just a way for us to kind of express our own kind of Asian culture yeah. and, you know, let people know more about it. Yeah. And also, like, Asian food is all about sharing and, like, obviously you have loads of dishes in the middle. You don't just have one dish to yourself. Um, exactly. It's all about sharing and all about, like, yeah, having people have dinner. And so, like, every Sunday, so my dad would have Sundays off and we would go out for dim sum every single sunday um mm-hmm. with our friends and family and yeah it's just like really important um it's nice bring yeah. people together yeah for the chinese uh, the bridge uh, is uh, like a uh, uh, between the gen- uh, the food is the bridge of generations isn't it mm. generations mm. and you sit yes. down and uh, talk around and well that's where it was food obviously and that's the uh, main main uh, main thing you know yeah, yeah, and I think you know this. This is kind of tradition that you know we, uh, as uh, you know, we as you know the the next generation should kind of carry on as well. You know, really making a point of gathering the family together and having dinner. Yeah. Um, yeah. and spending time with each other. Yeah, definitely, it's good. Cool. <laughs> so, um, so before chubby dumpling, what is it that um you guys did? Uh, I know Joe was, uh, you know, in the the restaurant business and and retired uh, maybe he had some other hobbies but what is it that you guys did before chubby dumplings i um i was working as a designer uh doing like fashion um like graphics for fashion and stuff which i still do a bit mm-hmm. of freelance um but yeah so i was doing that i studied fashion at uni and then came up to london and went straight into a job doing that but um it's good it's just like always on a computer and uh i was just didn't really want to do it forever mm. um and like yeah just like now we're doing street food it's just so nice to sort of see the customers speak to customers like people come back with like really nice feedback and you have a chat and you meet different traders and all their different stories and um try everyone's food and yeah it's just like a whole different atmosphere to my previous work <laughs> sure how, how long were you doing your previous job for um so i've been in that job for maybe three years um okay yeah yeah i mean but then i was at a company before that for another couple of years sure so about kind of five years in an office job all in all yeah 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 it's a, a freelancer anyway isn't it yeah still working uh freelance as well so. <coughs> yeah you're, you're you're a person with multiple talents i see <laughs> <Chantel. Not really>. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> And how about you, Joe? Apart from being 
retired and making dumplings for for your for your kids and and and, and grandkids. Well, unfortunately, I don't have any hobbies. You know, all these years are stuck in uh, the restaurant. He uh, likes going to the pub. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, since I retire, my only hobbies is uh, well, going to the gym and then uh, go to the pub every day. <laughs> every day? Yeah, every day. Uh, I don't believe you, uh, Joe. You, you don't even have a beer belly. <laughs> <laughs> my belly is more convincing that I go to the, go to the pub all day, every day. Uh, <laughs> being, being working in the uh, catering business and in, in the restaurants, I, I, I did drink well, a bit too much, you know. And uh, imagine the six days a week I, we opened in the restaurants and I, I drank every single night. And mm-hmm. I, uh, I, well, got nothing to do. Do the gym in the evening. Well, that's what my hobbies. <laughs> Well, it's good that you know, you know, that you retired and you still stay active and make a point of kind of staying healthy. So, you know, that's really good and that's really important. Um, something that I'm trying to get back into, uh, being in the street food business. You know, you, as Santel say, you, you tried so many different other other people's food, and um, you know, sometimes you just kind of forget that you know you need to keep fit as well. Um, yeah. Cool. So, um, I mean, you guys. You know, for people who don't know, uh, you guys have a really beautiful van. You know, it's nicely kind of branded. Um, for people that come to eat at Chubby Dumpling, what kind of, you know, what kind of experience do you want them to have? You know, because um, I know it's really nicely presented, but what is that kind of experience that you want them to have when they, you know, have a, a bowl of your kind of dumplings and the noodles? Um, I think just like generally we just want everyone to just enjoy themselves and like obviously a lot of the customers are people on their lunch break and working in like an office and stuff Um, Mm -hmm. and so it's nice for them just to have a little break in the middle of their day and just like have a bit of just completely forget and just really enjoy the food and just it's like the best thing when it's sunny and uh, everyone's outside and just sharing food and yeah it's just nice. Um, mm. Yeah, just like a joy, really. And like, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. some sort of self satisfactions when uh, you see any good comments uh, from uh, customers, the feedback from the customers. Yeah, and I guess yeah. that was what was like really nice as well because when we were kids, I used to, um, well, we like me and my brother and sister used to just go and eat in my dad's restaurant all the time, and then mm-hmm. just like stay there in the evenings, and he would just know all the customers. It was like a small restaurant. Yeah. And obviously, like, know all the customers and have a chat with them. And, like, it was really personal because obviously had people coming for, like, 30 years. And, yeah, it's just, like, the best bit of, like, when you have really happy customers, I think. Mm. And, is, and is that something that you want to kind of carry forward to Chubby Dumplings, like, really making a point of remembering people's faces and their names and, you know, their eating habits, like, you know, what they're going to order, maybe extra chili sauce. Is, is <laughs> yeah, that something that, is that you want to, something that you want to yeah, kind of carry I mean, on? It's obviously really different with street food because, um, and also to be able to make our business uh, better and bigger, we'd have, we like, obviously have to have staff and stuff like that. So it's difficult, and also obviously finding staff is difficult anyway with street food because they're just working for like a couple of hours in the middle of the days, in the middle of the mm. week as well. It's quite hard to find. Um, so that's kind of like a bit of a struggle. But yeah, as long as you can still get people to enjoy it, and like if we can remember people and if people come back, basically, it's always good. Um, yeah. Excellent, excellent. 
Cool. Um, I mean, you've been doing this for a year now, uh, Chubby Dumplings. I mean, I, I, I can imagine that you've had already so many different experiences. But, um, you know, what is it that you enjoy the most about uh, kind of, you know, running Chubby Dumplings? Um, you know, what's, what's, what's fun about um, doing this? Um, well, it's really nice. Like, we get to have, like, a little project that we do together. It's really, really, like, fun to spend time with my dad and us to have like yeah we always call each other up or like he gets very uh meticulous about the dumplings that he's making uh-huh. um and like coming up with new recipes is really fun and um testing and stuff like that um, yeah and then yeah just like going out in the market and meeting the other traders um and yeah meeting the customers and like it's nerve-wracking and really fun at the same time and obviously it's like obviously a completely different feeling to what you what what I had in the office because obviously you don't know how each day is going to go you don't know what the weather's going to be like you don't know if people like your food you don't know if you know the cooker's going to mess up or anything there's so, a lot of variables yeah, yeah. a lot yeah <laughs> I, I, to- I totally understand that kind of anxiety but you know nine nine times out of ten it usually just kind of works out yeah usually yeah it's good um how about, yeah how about yourself, Joe? I mean, what is it that you know? You what do you what is it that you enjoy um, running chubby dumpling? What what do you what do you find kind of fun doing this? Well, when the people just come and uh, 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 get the dumplings, and then the, when they particularly when they saying how nice it is, and it just give me sort of like um, self satisfactions. Mm. Uh, going out to London to take a market, seeing my children particularly, so it's, it's fun. <laughs> Good. I mean, and, and I think it's fantastic that, you know, there's you guys are a, um, a father and daughter duo, um, you know, really spending time with your with, with your father. And I think that's a beautiful, beautiful thing, beautiful thing to do. And, you know, you're very lucky to be able to do that. Yeah, it's nice, actually. I think also because... Um... Obviously, once I left home and then went to uni and then moved to London, then I'd obviously like see him less and just, you know, it, it's not it's different. And now we get to sort of have like a full on project where we do together and hang out and, yeah, have the same sort of experiences when we go to markets and everything like that. So it's, yeah, it's good actually. It's good. He's a good business partner. That's it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Um, I mean, you know, running a business, especially a street food business, will definitely face our kind of challenges as well from time to time. Um, what do you find, you know, most challenging about, uh, you know, running this street food business, and you know, how do you overcome? How do you overcome it? Um, I mean, uh, I guess. Well, when we were trading, obviously we're not trading at the moment with the virus, but um, when we were trading, the weather was like just obviously really up and down and in winter when there was like one day snowing one day raining you don't know how much food to prep or take and you don't want too much wastage because obviously it's costing you a lot of money and mm-hmm. that's been a long time making the dumplings it's like quite <coughs> heartbreaking having to throw them away um yeah. that kind of stuff has been hard and then um that's like yeah that's like the main stuff and then obviously staff can be difficult to find um but yeah, and, that, and then obviously the pandemic's been a slight hiccup. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, but it's, it's fine. Like, we just kind of, you just work it out as you go and then change things if you need to, um, learn from mistakes. And yeah, and now and now that um, we can't trade the markets, we're just uh, selling the dumplings frozen for people to cook at home. 
which is mm-hmm. good um and it's still nice because like the whole thing is just feeding people um and hoping that they get a lot of joy from the food so mm. we can still do that even if we're not at the market so that's, that's the main thing yeah um, I, I think, you know, I have a very similar approach to, you know, running my business as well. It's just that, you know, I know that nothing's going to be perfect, um, but it's just taking the lunge anyway and, and do it. Uh, there's going to be challenges that kind of come along all the way. But I think everyone is, no matter how, how long we've been doing it or how, you know, how short, uh, you know, how, how short of a period that we've been doing it, we, we all have challenges. Um, it's just those kind of things that you just have to figure out uh then then sometimes especially when we're on the streets yeah you know sometimes sometimes you know the gas bottle might not work or equipment's not might not work but yeah you know, you know we eventually day, uh, we'll... we've had a couple yeah. i had one day where i forgot to pack the um <coughs> the sauces for the noodles <laughs> um and it was like a busy day at king's cross on a friday and just didn't have any sauce for noodles it was a bit of a nightmare <laughs> to, to every single customer um yeah and then, yeah, forgetting stuff is the worst thing because it's just like, oh. just, you're dumb. <laughs> I totally get it. I mean, um, my very first day of training was somewhere in Hackney. Um, and uh, I had satay chicken on my menu. Hmm. I remember the chicken, but I forgot the sauce. Oh, no. Actually, no. No, no, no. It was, it was the other way around. I had the, I had the sauce, but I forgot the chicken. <laughs> so I was like, um, I, I have the sauce. <laughs> um I, I, but then what I did was that I had the the other the other chicken the coconut chicken that I had so I was basically um, you know serving the sauce on the coconut chicken. Ah, right. um, so it's just those kind of things that you just, we just kind of figure out uh, along the way. Yeah. And um, you know people people who come to eat at the street food markets you know they're they're very, very kind of understanding people as well. Yeah. Um, you know most like most of them you know they're like yeah that's cool don't worry about it. Yeah, I guess that's it's also like the good thing because it's different to being in a restaurant where maybe I don't know. It's yeah, it's more casual. It's more casual. As well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, cool. your, your food is amazing, by the way. This is great. I love it. No, thank you, thank you. I appreciate yeah, like, it. No, 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 chicken. Mm. Very tender. Yeah, well, you know, I'm looking forward to serve you another another bowl. You know, when we're when we're back on the market. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Cool. So, I mean, you guys have, um, you know, a, a, you know, a, a lovely menu with a wide range of kind of different dumplings, and you know, there's different garnishes and pickles, and that provides so much flavors, textures, and colors to your dish. I mean, how did you come up with the? Um, I mean, I'm, you know, Joe's probably been baking dumplings for a long time now, but how did you kind of finalize that? Yes, we're definitely putting this on the menu. We're not putting this on the menu, and how do you kind of develop new recipes and? Uh, you know, new recipes, dumplings to go into the menu. Um, well, however, after after I retire, I start doing things, uh, lots of dim sum dumplings, and then uh, we talk to the children's and uh, well, we make I make the make the dumplings and uh, let them try it out uh, suitable for the youngest palate. Uh, mm-hmm. We work out different uh, recipes and then. Um, uh, well, that's how we and the start. And the pork is like a classic, so we definitely... Yeah, the classic one. one. You can't really that's... change much of it, you know. Yeah, and then the chicken yeah. is like one my dad's been making forever that, like, I love, and I definitely wanted to mm-hmm. take that one on. Um, mm-hmm. And then we also, like, because we knew we needed to have, like, a vegetarian option, 
Um, yeah. My dad doesn't eat any vegetarian food. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, uh, my wife, you tried it out, you know, and naturally, you know, she, she invented it, sort of. And uh, recently, we've been doing the squash, uh, butternut squash. Mm. Mm, okay. Then replica cashew nuts, you know. And actually, it's been quite uh, popular. Yeah, yeah, it? it's good. But yeah, it was sort of, uh, those ones were kind of using, like, the classic Chinese flavours, but obviously with out the meat and obviously meat normally offers a lot of flavor adds flavor to it so it's just sort of adjusting and um those kind of things but yeah it's good we kind of switch up a bit and my dad makes a really good prawn dumpling which we put on the specials quite often um Mm -hmm. and like yeah so then he's been experimenting with different ones we had like a scallop one but it's uh really you're making up of it no scallop one scallop yeah it was scallop and prawn which was really expensive so wow (laughs) well i i mean i mean joe has you know 30 odd years of experience cooking seafood so yeah. you know I'm, I'm not surprised you know <laughs> that there's some there's some seafood dumplings in there yeah and and, and it's also gonna I think it's also because Joe's kind of been in, in, in this business for such a long time he kind of almost knows that what goes well with each other and the flavors that can be adjusted um so sometimes that like, you're cooking something and before you even taste it you already know it's gonna be delicious I should think so <laughs> <laughs> well, while we being uh, oh, well, being like a bit of extravagant, uh, we even had the uh, lobster dumplings, didn't we? Yeah, <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, why, why, why not? You know, sometimes it's it's great that you guys are experimenting and trying. I mean, you guys know that the chicken, the the, the pork dumpling, mm. they they they're great sellers, and yeah, some yeah. a lot of yeah, a lot of people is going to be satisfied that oh yeah, you know, I have two main products fantastic products that sell very well and they get complacent and don't kind of um, experiment and try mm. new stuff mm. and and it gets stale and, and it get boring eventually mm-hmm. but it's great that you guys are still experimenting and you know trying new stuff and experimenting with new stuff so you know i applaud you for that oh. <laughs> i mean i can't take any of the credit it's actually my dad but <laughs> I mean, you you you, you kind of like you know motivate him as well. I, so. I taste I mean, it. Yeah, I taste it and eat it. So you know. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a shared effort. You yeah. know. That's <laughs> no, good. Cool. Yeah. Excellent. So, um, what's the best thing? I mean, it's 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 like asking, you know, uh, do you want a, an arm or a leg? But what's what's your, what's the best thing to order from your from your store? You know, if 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 like like me, I'm I'm walking up to your store and said, you know, what would you recommend? Well, normally, you know, when I have enough time to uh, to make enough anyway, and uh, I always put a um, special. Uh, recently, I've been uh, making the prong dumplings, and uh, it's uh, become very popular. And uh, we uh, she put it in the special board, mm-hmm. like a special prong dumplings, mm-hmm. you know. With, uh, with bamboo shoots. Yeah, bamboo shoots and water chestnuts and the chives. Oh, nice. Mm. Yeah, they're really good. Yeah. yeah. I'd say whatever's on the special board is normally a good, good option to order because it would it'd be like really fresh and uh, just be up for a short time. And yeah. So it sounds like you do seasonal dump, like seasonal kind of dumplings then. Is that what you do? We kind of just try and mix it up. Yeah. Yeah, we do the ones as uh, as you mentioned earlier on the uh, scallops, and, and uh, we found those far too expensive, and we cut, cut short for it. Since yeah. like we were making some prawns, and I uh, try to do the we did the pulled pork, didn't we? Yeah, and, yeah, uh, pulled pork one. That was good actually. Pulled pork. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's good. Interesting. 
Yeah. And we've got like a chicken, we've got a chicken satay one actually. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. It's yours. Oh, I, I wouldn't go as far as saying that. I mean, you know, it's it's different. Let's let's put it that it's way. Different. But I mean, yeah. you know, it just sounds like you guys are you're constantly kind of innovating and trying new stuff. So keep keep up with the good work. <laughs> cool. I mean, having a van and having something like what I have, like a gazebo, like a three by three gazebo, is slightly different. Um, but what, like on 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 a day that you're serving or the day that you're trading, um, you know, what is what does what does a typical day look like? This is this is more for someone who's interested in kind of getting into the street, getting into the street food business, and planning and, um, and thinking of getting a van. What's a typical day yeah. look like? I'm glad we got a van um, because I mean, like it's kind of well in the summer when it's boiling hot, it's really really hot in the van, <laughs> and I guess you get more breeze if you're out in a gazebo. But then in the winter when it's rain coming in diagonally and it's snowing and it's really nice to be inside the van um now you're rubbing kind of, it in yeah <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but obviously gazebos have a lot more space don't they mm. like you can have like four people there comfortably probably. well i um, i count that's two already so three for me <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah in our van it's like if we have three people it's a squeeze but we need three people so it's a bit it's ups and downs really um but yeah, it was kind of good because you can sort of just drive up and then everything's in the back of the van and you prep it um, mm-hmm. uh, and get ready to sort of have it all there. Yeah. Um, You're literally driving a, a commercial kitchen around, basically. Yeah. <laughs> do you, do yeah, it's good. It's all like set up and mm. um, I think, yeah, maybe one day we'll get a gazebo there. Have a little second to yeah. try it out. Why not? Why not? Do you, do you think having a, a van offers you kind of more opportunities or it doesn't make any difference? I mean, there's like <coughs> some events that don't take any vans and then there's some events that only want vans. So I guess it's like 50-50. Sure. Like if you, if you have both set up, then I guess you can do more and cover all your bases. But um, if you just have one, then yeah, you can just do those events that suit you and stuff. But um. Yeah, there's like good points and bad points. And then I guess it's good for like sort of keeping everything in the one place and having it all ready and um, that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, I guess gazebo would be good for you probably serve more mm-hmm. in a short amount of time because obviously if you've got more staff and more space, you can bosh out more portions in an hour or two. Sure. So that's good for like, yeah, quick events or um, busy markets and festivals and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It would be good. Um, but yeah, but no, our van is great, and I'm glad we've got it. Um, I don't know how good I'd be at putting up a gazebo and everything as well. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, trade, if you do get a gazebo one day, you know, there's always traders that's next door to you that's always willing to help. That's from my yeah. That's from my own experience, anyway. Yeah, people like other food traders are just so nice. Everyone's been really, really nice to us, and everyone's always really happy to help or like lend you stuff if you forget boxes or forks and napkins and stuff yeah 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 it's been really really good i mean i I personally love the street food scene because everyone is a very hard-working individual that has passion that has a drive to kind of do something and make a a, a difference um even if it's just some you know even if it's as small as someone's someone's lunch um yeah and you know we're we're all kind of problem solvers and and we're all very nice like most of the traders that i've gonna 
been in contact with are extremely nice and are always helpful as well. Yeah, everyone's been really, really nice. And like, especially as when we started, we didn't really know how it worked doing the street food stuff. Everyone's just really happy to like lend a hand or explain anything. And like before we'd even started, I called a couple of traders just to have like a chat and all <coughs> advice. And everyone just like, yeah, gave me time and it's just really, really, really kind. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Just like you off giving your time up to do this podcast with me you now. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. I mean, you, you know, uh, when we talk about challenges, um, you know, there's going to be good days, there's going to be bad days, gonna, there's going to be extremely bad days. But um, what motivates you to kind of continue the grind and carrying, you know, carry on, uh, you know, pursuing the, the dream and the passion? What is it that motivates you? I think, well, for my dad, because he just has like a really strong work ethic, mm. just being. He's just like obviously a very different generation, and I guess it was the same with your parents. Like my dad started working when he was like five. Was it five? You five and started working. I'm like not surprised. I'm not even surprised when you said that. Yeah, he just yeah. like obviously had a yeah. yeah. a different work ethic to me or anyone in my generation, really. Yeah. Um. So he just like that. I guess that's also why he just won't stop working. Is he's just very. It's just in his way and like in his head. Like he just that's what you do and. It's really good and he's just really motivated and uh yeah and I guess also like if your thing is food and it's feeding people then it's always good to feed people and it's always good to make people happy and if your job is like doing something that can make people happy it's just the best thing really and like yeah, what's important is that people come back and all these uh, nice comments and so I really make me make my day you know every single time I I uh, I saw those uh, uh, nice comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that sort of drives us as well as like knowing that you are doing something that makes people happy and that people like and appreciate, and they want more of it. So amazing. Yeah. Even on a bad day, you know, you should still still get up and do it. Yeah, I totally get what you mean. There's 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 certain markets that I know that I get regulars and they they come to. I guess with you as well that you know chubby dumplings coming on this day and this is the day that I'm having dumplings. Um, yeah. And sometimes you feel like, even though you don't want to do it, you feel obliged that I have to do it because there's people that is expecting us to be there to eat our food. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's really nice. And I guess also, like, with my with the, my dad's restaurant, obviously he had people coming and he'd see them come with, like, their kids. And then as they grew up, they'd come... <laughs> with their partners and then their families and their families and he'd see like the whole he'd watch them kind of grow up through his restaurant they'd come for like every birthday or like every anniversary and, yeah or like every Saturday or whatever mm. and it's just really nice it's like part of your your extended family I guess yeah yeah totally agree so it's fair to say that you know your father is um is a pillar of uh, strength for you to kind of carry on that motivates you yeah and I guess I am um, watching I guess the same for you like watching parents go through that like struggle yeah like, <laughs> I mean like working so hard. you know there's times that I think that oh you know I had such a hard day at work mm. and then and then I look back at you know how my parents grew up you know and the, the limited resource that they had uh, but they still could have made it anyway I mean my my yeah. my my father didn't have the uh, the privilege of kind of having education in the UK, and he came over without speaking any English, but he made it anyway. Yeah. And and, yeah. and I just kind of remind myself, it's like you better shut up and suck it up. 
because <laughs> because if 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 you know they if, if yeah if the generation above me made it you know uh there's no reason why we couldn't as well so yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it's just my parents i think it's the the whole generation above us um the struggles that they that they've been through uh but still they kind of persevered and carried on it really motivates me yeah it's crazy as well like, <clears throat> uh, my dad grew up in hong kong and they it was like he has got um five siblings five, yeah and they all like shared all lived in like a tiny little flat in hong kong and mm-hmm. they all had to like start working when they were kids mm-hmm. and then didn't stop working and obviously didn't have any money and like then has made it to be where he is now and obviously like put us through like our childhood and paid for us and yeah it's like amazing and it's a really good motivator to sort of have that to look up to as well excellent without without a word of complaining along the way as well yeah 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 the asian way the asian way (laughs) (laughs) cool um so apart from i mean chubby dumpling obviously takes a lot of time and effort you know um on a day-to-day basis before this pandemic uh, for people that is is listening to this, you know, after this COVID nineteen, you know, we are in the lockdown mm. at the moment. But um, apart from running Chubby Dumpling, what is it that you guys do? Um, what do you enjoy doing? You know, what's your hobby? Uh, you know, what kind of so keep, keeps you going? Yeah, we like even on my dad's day <laughs> off when he had the restaurant, we would always go out for lunch. Mm-hmm. Just like I don't know if it's like you're serving people all the time and then you want to be served or like I don't know what it is or you just want to have different food or you just you just love like, being in a restaurant isn't it and uh, there's a like a well have a chat with the uh, uh the children the family it's like a family gathering sure you know, as a tradition Chinese tradition yeah yeah but yeah I love, we love going out trying different places for uh food like new restaurants or old restaurants uh-huh. old favorites um and then yeah I love like just the same as everyone else, I guess, just popping around. And I live in London, live in Peckham, so um, going around different places in London, going to galleries or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, and then obviously we work and my dad makes something, so it takes up a lot of time. Excellent, <laughs> excellent. So it's almost like this whole kind of family going out, you, you really kind of make a point of doing it. This is family time. This is yeah. when we gather together and enjoy enjoy a meal together enjoying life basically yeah. as a family yeah we like always eat together good yeah always sat around the table i live near my brother and sister and my brother's got um two little kids and we always have dinner and yeah with my parents yeah we always go for dim sum on a sunday um and then go out for like different food. my dad obviously loves seafood so loves going for that different places have a bit of seafood and um yeah, I think it's just important to like chat over dinner and food. I think communicate, communicate, yeah. don't stop communicating. Mm. I mean, yeah. it sounds like you know Joe obviously likes not only cooking seafood; he also likes eating seafood as well. What's, what's your what's your favorite seafood to eat? Just my hobbies, but eating and drinking. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a fantastic hobby. You know, that's my hobby as well. I I love it too much, unfortunately. <laughs> but Joe, what's what's your favorite seafood to eat? You know, 
Well, oh, I like shellfish, you know, like uh, scallops and um, oh, I, mussels, clams, cockles, you know, whales, because uh, the English were not, not, not too fond of the uh, whales, you know, because of whales, they're very hard to uh, shellfish, but, uh, well, there's, well, it's a very hard, bad for your teeth, really, uh-huh. and when you shouldn't have too much of it, but uh, uh, cockles, they're quite tender, anyway, cockles and clams, I, I love, you know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You love the uh, freedom of Eels, my favorite. Eels. Oh, Eels. Love, love. But he actually loves um, Spanish food as well. We like going to yeah, Seville and I Spain. Yeah, Spanish food because uh, I like little uh, nibbles, you know. Yeah. Like the like same way as Chinese do their food, they like obviously share and have little plates in the middle. Mm. Spanish kind of do that in the same sort of way, having like bazaars and stuff. Like variety, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I, I, I love um, clams as well. It's like, you know, a, a a massive shell with a little piece of meat inside, but <laughs> but done well, it's like the most tender, tenderest thing, and the most delicious yeah. thing to eat as well. And it's also, you know, it's almost it's all because sometimes you cook it in like a, a sauce for it, and it's almost you're using the the shell as a spoon to scoop yeah. up that that sauce and and just suck on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> amazing. <clears throat> cool. Um. I mean, you know, we're, we're obviously uh, stuck in a, a pandemic and lockdown at the moment. But future um, plans did you did you have for um, to, uh, for for chubby dumplings? You know, what, what what's the plan? Expansion or creating new new recipes and stuff? Um, I mean, we'd love to expand it. Maybe get a second setup, whether that's a gazebo or another van. Um, mm-hmm just working out like logistics of that we need to do and obviously with my dad making dumplings it's quite a labor intensive mm-hmm. um thing to be selling so i don't know if we would expand uh, expand our um menu to have different things on or um i don't we haven't really planned that far in advance we just wanted to sort of get going and see how it goes and then yeah if we can afford and do a second setup that'd be cool um or maybe do like pop up sometime. Um, my dad makes like loads of other really good dishes. Like he makes really good lopoco um, and like sticky rice and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it'd be cool to do a pop up with like more full dishes that we can't. We don't have enough room to do them in the van. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'd be fun if we can sort that at some point when when things that, are back to normal. That'd be amazing. I think a lot of people. I think a lot of your customers now would. I mean, I would definitely be you know, interested and in, intrigued to, to try, you know, some of um, Joe's seafood, you know, someone that's yeah. been doing it for 30 years, they obviously <laughs> know what they're doing and yeah, I'll be absolutely intrigued to try that. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. Cool. <laughs> what about with Eatla? Well, Eatla, you know, we there, there's a few things that we're thinking about, but, you know, this episode is all about chubby dumpling. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I, I know. I, you know, it's not about me. You know, I'm just, I'm just a, I'm just a platform for you guys to, you know, tell your fascinating story. Um, but uh, you know, we're we're gonna be wrapping up soon. So you know, um, just want you guys to have a bit of a plug as well. You know, tell the the listeners, listeners, you know, where 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 can they find you, and you know, where can they find more information about you. So we are Chubby Dumpling UK on Instagram, mm-hmm. um, and 
when we are doing the markets, we're with Curb Markets during the week. So normally um, West India Keys and uh, King's Cross. And then we do a couple markets at uh, Broadgate Circle and City Point. And then mm-hmm. we do Broccoli Market every Saturday as well, um, mm-hmm. which is a really nice one. Um, but we normally put on Instagram where we'll be each week because it sort of changes week to week, really. Um, and yeah, you can find us there. Um, so, so most people can find you know where you're trading uh, on on your Instagram and any kind of news updates, right? Yeah, yeah. Cool. We, yeah. So when when the markets are back on, we'll um, post about where we'll be um, and the timings. Usually, it's just lunch times, so we just uh, from about eleven till two every well, yeah, in the weekdays. Amazing. Um, yeah. Okay, and 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 uh, during these this time of lockdown, I know that you guys are also doing like uh, delivery services as well um any particular areas that you're delivering to yes we're just delivering to southeast areas i live in Peckham, so i'm just driving around doing delivery sort of around that area and mm-hmm. um yeah general southeast um selling them frozen or you can collect from peckham as well if you uh, don't want delivery um yep. so we're doing that and you can drop us an email it's chubby dumpling uk at gmail.com um, and I can send you a menu, and uh, you can try some of Dad's dumplings and cook them oh, at home. Amazing! And they can uh, they can DM you on Instagram as well, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Perfect, perfect. And just just in case people don't know, these are all handmade dumplings dum- uh, made by your father, Joe. Yeah, with his original recipes and yeah, none of, none of that none of that factories stuff in in, in packages. This is, this is all freshly made dumplings uh, made by <laughs> hands with love and care. Yeah. Cool. Making up, really. <laughs> used to have a helper. She used to work for me and uh, the restaurant for many years. She used to work in the uh, in the Shanghai, the dumping dumping the restaurant in Shanghai. Wow. Patient, but unfortunately, uh, she, she could fold uh, like over two hundred dumplings an hour. Yeah. Two hundred and twenty an hour. Thirty an hour. <laughs> it's crazy fast. Wow. Wow. I'd I, I love to see that, uh, you know, in, in, in action, you know, if you can yeah. share, if you can share that on Instagram with us, you know, that'd be yeah, amazing. Amazing skills. It's very cool. <laughs> cool. I need, well, I need to get faster. <laughs> say, sorry, so was that? I need to get faster at uh, making them. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh, you, 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 you always have Joe there. Uh, yeah. Alongside, you know, don't 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 let Joe stop working. You have to keep keep <laughs> keep Joe keep Joe act- yeah keep him cracking away. You know, <laughs> keep him active. Will do. Yeah. So he needs to burn the calories from the beer somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Gotta make him work. <laughs> cool. All right, guys. Well, you know, thanks so much for taking time to have a chat with me um, on 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 this on this new podcast. It was you know it was amazing to hear your story, uh, getting to know you guys a little bit more. Um, for all our listeners, uh, you know, you can find this recording on uh, eatsla.co.uk. Um, if you want to share it, and uh, yeah, you guys take care. I hope I hope to see you guys back in the market soon, and um, yeah. all the best. Thank you. Yeah, Thanks care. for having us. No problem. Take care, Joe. See you soon. Take care, Sancho. Ciao, ciao. Bye. 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 Bye.